Welcome to episode 177 of Shanlin on Batman. I am your host, Justin Shanlin, and we have James Gunn. No, I'm just messing with you. Kyle Davis. I wish I was James Gunn. <laughs> did you see that he liked our tweet or my tweet? I, I did notice that. Yeah, I looked at my notifications. I'm like, that's that's James Gunn right there. That's James Gunn. Like, that was funny. <laughs> There's James Gunn. Um, so on, the, on episode 177, what we're going to do is we are going to do a preview episode of the Suicide Squad. It's the latest DC film. It comes out on Friday. Um, we are real excited to see it. It's, it's reviews are through the roof. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, a made a critic of 77%. I haven't really seen anyone who said, you know what? That movie sucks. Um, well, excuse me, but there is a review on Rotten Tomatoes that says not a single gag landed. This might be worse than the first one. <laughs> Who so, said that? <laughs> um, a reviewer for Little White Lies. Oh, so like a, a, a blogger? I I don't know. I'm not I'm not I don't have enough uh, desire to go and dive in a little further than that. I just thought it was funny. It was like the one negative review on there. The, a blogger was upset. <laughs> like, we needed more Joker in this movie. A blogger was upset. <laughs> a, a Twitter blogger was upset. And another news: water is wet. Um. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna preview the Suicide Scott. We're gonna we're gonna talk about things we want to see, things that we hope to see. We're going to talk about just a bunch of stuff about the Suicide Squad, you know, going forward. It's going to be on HBO Max uh, Friday. I, I know I saw a few things about people saying they're going to see it Thursday, but I think me and you are going to see it on Friday, and then we're going to do a review. Kyle, when do you want to do a review of the Suicide Squad? Uh, I should be able to get one out next week, right? I assume the weekend's no bueno for you? No, no, I'm, I'm usually all booked up on the weekends because of work, but yeah, yeah, like like early next week. So before we like get into the preview of it, I do think that it would be appropriate to talk about um, – let me move up my mic since I feel like it was super far away. Um, yeah, get nice and close like that. Um, now that we live in the context of history – and we did you read David Ayer's post about essentially the film being taken away from him, that the film that he delivered isn't the 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 film that ended up like, obviously, we know that. But he finally got, kind of gave more of an explanation, talked about how Lee Smith edited the film and that there were no like needle drops or no like. Uh, radio edited music into the film. Did you see that, Kyle? Yeah, I, I saw quite a few people talking about that. And honestly, it's 
nothing I, I don't think any of us weren't already suspicious of. Like, I think it was pretty apparent right away, even, like even years ago, that something wasn't right about this movie. That it felt very un David Air like. It felt like there there was a lot of uh, meddling that went into the project, and as a result, we got some kind of just like Frankenstein mess afterwards. Right. It felt like it felt like David Fincher directed a superhero movie, but then Jill Schumacher came on behind him and edited together. <laughs> no offense to those who want to release the Schumacher cut, but like I said, like it to me, like when when we look at it, when we look at that first Comic Con trailer, and then look at what that film was, like you know. I, initially, I liked the film. I thought I was like it was serviceable, like there, it was entertaining. But now that in the context of history, it's not that good, no. and like it doesn't hold up well. It doesn't age well. Um, it just doesn't didn't make much sense that the Joker wasn't like the main villain of it. Like, I, I stand by the way I rated it in our uh, top ten DCE movies ranking. It's like. It's the one DCE movie I I do not want to go back and rewatch. I I'd rather go back and rewatch Justice League or Wonder Woman eighty four than that one. Damn. Um. So the, that that movement is still like going on to release the aircraft, and I do think at some point they actually have to release the film. Like, why not? It's free content. I'm I'm sure it costs about ten or fifteen million dollars to kind of re edit the movie or put it to get back together, you know, whatever they gotta do. But it sounds like from David Ayer, like he essentially gave I would say like a locked movie, like a locked picture movie. It sounds like he edited the he gave a first or second pass on Suicide Squad and the film, you know, was taken away from him. It was edited. It was, there was a Frankenstein. I think at this point, now that we're getting the Suicide Squad, it would make a lot of sense to put that film on HBO Max. Why not put the best film version that you have out so that people can see it, like with Zack Snyder's Justice League? I was – I wouldn't say I was skeptical when I – when like – when we did get the Snyder Cut, I, like, I knew we were going to get it at some point once HBO Max became a thing because that's what I kept hearing. But I was like, man, I, I don't – I'm curious if that film is, like, better. Is it infinitely better? Is it, you know, a couple scenes better? Did it make more sense? You know, mm -hmm. were these characters fleshed out? That film, there's, like, in comparison to Justice League, everything in the Snyder Cut is – 10 times better than anything that we got in Justice League. Just like every scene, every moment, the emotion, the epicness, so much, so far superior than what we got in 2021 in comparison to what we got in 2017. So my thought process is why not put the best film version that you have out there for people to see, because then you sell, you sell more HBO max subs. You, you, you help, uh, heal the, the DCEU EU library. I understand that, you know, you don't want to, undermine the suicide squad but i feel like at some point maybe around halloween you know or you know maybe by the blu-ray digital release of the suicide squad you do it as like a two 
like, you know, like a one-two punch. You throw both of them up on there so people can see, you know, the David Ayer version, and then you see the James Gunn, the Suicide Squad. I don't know. Like, that's those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. No, like, I think it goes back to similar arguments we had when they were uh, – there were when uh, Zack Snyder says like, it was so more rumor than anything else. It, it's content, right? Like, especially in these day, this day and age where production of new stuff is harder to come by. Like, if you already have something that is the recordings already done on it, why not reorganize it into something you can release and kind of get some hype behind it? Now, obviously, with the release of the Suicide Squad, they can't just drop it right now because that would potentially take away interest in the new one. So I think. Down the line of ways, this that may be something they end up doing. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with you. So, um, release the air cut, not to throw it out there at the same time that you get um, the Suicide Squad on Blu ray and digital. One two punch, you get people interested in seeing uh, the first film, the original take of that, and then you just got people who enjoy the suicide squad so with that being said let's let's preview the suicide squad james gunn's directing it what do you like you you've seen guardians of the galaxy you've seen guardians of the galaxy volume two what do you think that 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 james gunn is going to bring to the table in regards to his first foray into the dc multiverse the dc extended universe what 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 directing chops does he have i think uh one of the strongest suits he has is his ability to actually flesh out characters um even even like the most minor of side characters he is able to give them uh the direction to like really stand out uh, flesh them out make them not just boring background props that are used to like push the plot forward. No, like in the the gardens movies, he did a really good job of taking characters that nobody knew, nobody really cared about and actually making them become fan favorites Uh, before he got his hands on guardians. Sure. Like there were comics for those characters and they had their, their fan bases, but it wasn't until he actually, brought them into live action, gave them a lot of personality, a lot of quirky humor to work with. Then they became who they are today. And I think that is something he is going to do very successfully with the Suicide Squad. I think we've already commented on it before, but like this new cast of the Suicide Squad has a lot of great actors. It has a lot of characters that are, completely unknown for everybody except the most hardcore comic fans. I think he has the ability to work his magic here yet again. I would agree. Um, so, so definitely him being able to bring those obscure characters from comic books to live action. What about his storytelling ability? Do you, do you think that he is going to be able to really tell a fleshed out story given the parameters that he was given, even though it sounds like he essentially had 
you know, carte blanche to go and do exactly what he wanted to do. Do you think that the, I guess is storytelling a strength of his or cause if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, both volumes one and volumes two, they're considered more action movies, right? They're considered like this very, very popcorn flick action movie. Do you think that he'll be able to really round out a good story and narrative go with with this Suicide Squad, or do you think that's something that he lacks in I, you know, I've seen both Guardians of the Galaxy and I've, and I've seen, I think he did Super. I know he wrote Scooby Doo. Like he, he can write a pretty solid story. I'm just curious since we're previewing the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. Um, this might be kind of wishy washy, but my answer is a definitive maybe. Like, I, I don't think he writes bad narratives. Uh, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to say he writes, but like the movies that he directs don't always have bad narratives, but they're not necessary to like the standout aspect of his movies like i i like yeah i like uh the characters and the way they interact i like uh, sometimes a lot of the settings uh, the dialogue a lot of that stuff's the best parts for me but i have a hard time really pinpoint how i'm gonna feel about the suicide squad in, in that regard because there's still so much about it that I don't fully understand. Like, I still don't really know how it's going to fit into the DCEU as a whole. I don't really know how it it's going to work off of the previous Suicide Squad movie. Like, there's, there's still so many unknowns that I, I have a hard time really pinpointing how, where, where my feelings are at the moment. Right, because you're, you're kind of like, because he says it's not like it's like a quasi sequel, but it kind of stands on its own. Like you don't need to see the first one to see this one. Yeah, it's they're using a lot of the same characters. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see. Is it going to have tie-ins to other DC films? Um, is it going to is it going to have like mid credits or po- or uh post credit scenes the time to a future DC film like those things that we kind of like still are waiting to see and that's where we're previewing it um is there a character in the suicide squad that you are looking forward to the most we're already quite familiar with Harley Quinn and I, I already know I enjoy Margot Robbie's take on Harley Quinn so I'm definitely excited to see more of her um, but if I had to pick more of an unknown, I, I cannot wait to see John Cena just soak up all of the screen presence that he can get and really bring Peacemaker into the forefront. And I, I, I have a good feeling that once people see this movie, Peacemaker is going to be like the new fan favorite character. I would agree with you. I think John Cena as Peacemaker. I'm lo- really looking forward to um, the Peacemaker HBO Max series. But another one I'm looking forward to is King Shark. And then obviously I'm a huge Idris Elba fan, so Bloodsport. But King Shark, like like that character could go either way, right? Like that character could be like that. I wouldn't say Groot. Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna have like a group vibe to it. Mm. But it could be, if not done correctly, it could come off as very si- silly, cheesy, campy. So hopefully, they, hopefully the King Shark can 
kind of comes off at the right time. My big issue with the first Suicide Squad is I didn't really care for what they did with Killer Croc. Yeah, like yeah. pretty forgettable design, pretty forgettable performance, pretty forgettable in the re in the in the action and how Killer Croc uh, interacted with you know the squad and everything. I'll be honest, so I forgot he was in that movie until you just mentioned him just now. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like Killer Croc is like one of my favorite Batman villains, like one of those my one of my favorite B C level Batman villains. I'm sure I'm gonna get shit on people. He's not a C character. Well, he's not the Joker, he's not Two Face, he's not, you know, the Riddler. So P B or C character. But like I said, like King Shark, obviously John Cena is Peacemaker. Um, but King Shark, there's just like something just like like getting that voice that sliced it alone doing the voice. Yes. Is real interesting, you know, the character design. Um you know, because what isn't the original comic that King Shark is like a hammerhead shark, but then James Gunn decided against that just because he thought it would be awkward for, you know, uh to 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 photograph the character uh, with other actors because the eyes being on the sides of King oh, Shark's head. So, I can see that, yeah. So, like, it's interesting. Like I said, like, that that one, Idris Elba, obviously, like, this will be, what, the third movie with Harley Quinn. Um, Margot Robbie, awesome. Is there a character or characters that you hope that show up in this film, Kyle? Oh, like, a, like an unexpected uh, cameo kind of deal? Yeah. Imagine what kind of zaniness would happen if we got, like, Shazam to show up. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but, I mean, we do have a very high-level, Justice League-level threat in this movie. So... I don't know how they're going to deal with that. I, I, I'm curious to see how, what's going to happen, because like right now where it stands, I, I really couldn't predict what's going to occur that's going to allow this ragtag team of villains to take down a kaiju-type monster. Well, yeah, like I know Starro's supposed to be like the main villain, so like part of me is like, is Superman going to show up in it? Is Superman going to be there? Because Starro and Superman are... You know what? Like they're they're very closely related because of all those Superman comics. And I remember seeing Starro uh, in Batman Beyond at some point. Like that was always interesting. Um, are you upset that Will Smith this didn't come back? Like obviously there were some scheduling issues that he had, but. Would you have preferred him to make it like a cameo in the film at least? Um, I, I'm I'm actually gonna say no. Like talking about, I liked his portrayal of Deadshot. I, I found he was one of the best aspects of the previous film. But from like a character perspective, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't be involved here. Like if he ever got the opportunity to to get his freedom and get the hell out of Dodge, then yeah, it would make sense why he wouldn't want to be doing this, this anymore. Although that leaves the question, like, why is everyone else still here? 
I guess they're they're criminals and they got back in the trouble. That's probably what happened. But I, I'm almost more annoyed that they are replacing him with an almost identical character in uh, Bloodsport. I I don't know a lot about Bloodsport, but from my, the little bit I've seen, he seems like just another really good sharpshooter type guy. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know how they're going to actually differentiate the uh, the two of them. Is there so we talked about like kind of like superheroes that'd be interested in seeing show up? Cameron, you said Shazam. I would I'd be cool with Superman showing up. I wouldn't mind Batman showing up. Um, Shazam would be cool. The Flash would be cool. It'd be kind of cool to see the Flash again because the Flash was in the made a cameo in the first Suicide Squad movie. Um, is there a villain that you'd be interested in seeing kind of show up in this film? No one's really sticking out for me right now like we, I mean, we already have a whole bunch of minor villains here as part of the suicide squad i i don't know if there's going to be room to to bring anyone else into the mix um i'd like to see the joker because whenever you say harley quinn you think of the joker like peanut butter and jelly like I'd like to see the Joker show up. I would like to see Jared Leto's Joker show up. Like that'd be real cool to see. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen, um, but it'd be very interesting to kind of see if that would be the case. If the Joker would show up, um, I wouldn't mind seeing Black Adam because Black Adam was supposed to actually show up in the original version, the original sequel to Suicide Squad when Gavin Hood was gonna be directing the film. His the villain was supposed to be black Adam. Um, I just really want to see the rock in that suit mm-hmm. once and for all. Can yeah. we finally see that? So, um, uh, I'm trying to think any, any other villain off the top of my head, an updated killer croc would be interesting. So, so, uh, so a few, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, if they do decide to bring like a villain cameo or superhero cameo into the mix of the suicide squad. Um, but yeah, what do you, I don't know if I asked this and forgive me if I did, but what do you need out of this film, Kyle? And I'll answer this as well. What do you need out of this film that you were hoping to get in this, in the 20 and in, in suicide squad, the 2016 movie that you didn't get, like what, what is it that you're looking for? Like what, what are those, those, those moments, the action, what is it that you are hoping that you're getting out of this film? Is it too, is it too snarky of me to say, I just want to go here movie out of this. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not, it's not I, too, I, I mean, that that was my big problem with the old ones. Like there were aspects that were great. Like I liked the portrayal of the characters in the old one. I liked the idea of the movie, but it's just like, once you actually got into it, it's like, man, we're just bouncing all over the place. Like we got these random character introductions happening and then immediately just like not mean anything. So for this new one, I'm hoping that we just get a, a, a narrative where we we introduced to a problem. We we get the squad together. We go we go take care of the problem. Maybe have one or two surprises along the way. Have some fun dialogue between the characters. Have some has a cool looking action. That's 
that's all I'm really asking for here. Like, I don't think it's too much to ask for, all things considered. So that's it? Like, of all the things you could have, you just want a coherent story? Yeah. <laughs> that That's how low my bar is right now. <laughs> i mean i would like that as well but i want i want this i want this film to have i, I want this film to have connections to other dceu movies i want i want there to be callbacks to bvs i want there to be callbacks to man of steel i want there to be characters in some of those films that show up in here i want this to feel like a shared universe film like one of my biggest complaints about wonder woman the first one is that the there were callbacks to Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne didn't show up. Like, I want these films to have a shared universe connectivity. I would love to see Aquaman show up. You know, I'd love to see Shazam show up. I'd love to see the Joker or, you know, someone from the first film show up. Obviously, Amanda Waller's in here. You got you got Harley Quinn. You got Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. You got Captain Boomerang back. But I really, really, truly want this to feel like it's another iteration of a shared DC universe. Like, if you look at the two Wonder Woman films that we got, definitely more the first one and the second one, there were, like, quote-unquote callbacks, but it didn't feel like it was a, quote-unquote, shared universe film. Like, we saw Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman was in BVS, and then the sequel – and then the next – I wouldn't say the sequel, but the next film that we got was Wonder Woman – but I really was hoping if you're going to say the name Bruce Wayne, show me Bruce Wayne. Why not yeah. have Clark Kent there? You know, why not have those things? Those are the things I'm really looking for. Other than like action set pieces that really work. A story, the emotion. I want this to feel like a shared universe film. I'm tired of having all these different silos. I'm tired of having, you know, and like it seems like this could potentially be its own silo because apparently it's not as connected to the first Suicide Squad movie. But like I said, like I, those are the things I'm looking for. I want it to feel like it's just a, a, a continuation of the DC Extended Universe. And this is just the 11th movie out of, you know, 11 movies out of 11 so far that we've gotten since Man of Steel. Mm hmm. You're so right. Those it, things, it has felt like it's been a long time since we've had a movie that ties directly into another one. Right. And like like I said, that, that was always my big complaint with the first Wonder Woman movie. I thought it was super well executed. I really dug the story. I really dug uh, the actors and the action, really iconic moments in the film. But what I really would have put that movie over the top for me as a fan of these films is that connective tissue between past and present. Now, their argument could be made that um, that because it was set in the past that you weren't going to see Bruce Wayne show up. But you could have saw Thomas Wayne show up. Uh -huh. You could have saw Martha Wayne show up. And when they're talking about Bruce Wayne, like wasn't there like a note or something uh, from Bruce Wayne? Why not just have Bruce Wayne there or have Alfred deliver the note or something or have Clark Kent there investigating something, you know, as he's a journalist, you know, like I, those are the things I'm I'm wanting. Those are the things I'm looking for. Those are the things that are important to me to be to make it feel like they have their ducks somewhat in a row and that there's, you know, there's plans and they're plotting, you know, the next 10, 15 movies out. But it doesn't seem like we're going to get that. I mean, that to me is important as a fan of these films. 
Like, say what you will about Joker, say what you will about the Batman, but this is supposed to be a continuation of this DC shared universe or this DC multiverse. Shouldn't there be, like, you know, I mean, have Will Smith show up in a cameo as, you know, in Arkham or something, or he's locked up, you know, Gotham Penitentiary. Like, (laughs) how cool would that be? To have that connective tissue, to have those things. So though that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most or wanting the most to make this film really over the edge. Like I I keep saying, like the movie sounds badass, getting hella awesome reviews, but those are the things that I want. I want to see that connective tissue. I want to be able to be like, oh my God, Jeremy Irons is back as Alfred. I can't believe it. You know, like, oh, my goodness, there's Will Smith, his dead shot. I mean, wh- why couldn't you have Deathstroke in this film? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a That's lot a of question. things that you could do. You could have Lex Luthor in here. You know, Lex Luthor recruited Deathstroke, and maybe maybe he, he goes to Amanda Waller and tries to recruit another, you know, Bloodsport or, you know, right. dead yeah, shot. Like, like, yeah, imagine if Lex Luthor showed up trying to recruit members of the suicide squad for his league of villains. Yeah. And like the next film is, you know, the next film that they tease is like injustice, the injustice league. Mm-hmm. Like how cool would that be? Those are the things that get me excited. you right. Because we've kind of seen what Marvel's done. Like they, they're still going. Shang Shai is going to be going to be awesome. You know, black widow came out. Black widow is like their first prequel and everything. But I want, like, I want to be just as excited for those Marvel. Like, we're, we're to the point where we just wanted good films. We just wanted coherent films, and now we're getting those good films. But we want that connective tissue. I loved uh, Batman versus Superman when, when we saw the Flash show up. I like Suicide Squad when we saw the Flash show up. Um, I love Suicide Squad when Batman showed up. I loved Wonder Woman when they talked about Bruce Wayne or Man of Steel when they had Bruce Wayne's, you know, satellite and you saw, you know, LexCorp, that LexCorp uh, uh, semi-truck that blew up in Metropolis. I want those things. Hell, throw Robin in there. How awesome would it be if Nightwing showed up? Like those are the things that I want, that I'm looking for, that I as a fan – get excited about i'm excited for this film but how much more excited if you had those elements literally an end credit sequence of lex luthor just just recruited uh deathstroke now he goes after harley quinn or now he's going after you know Bloodsport or peacemaker you know like mm-hmm. how cool would those things be how cool would those elements be it would it would continue on that shared universe feeling so um I'm trying to think what else we we me and Kyle had like a list of things that we're going to talk about. and We kind of lost it. So we should we didn't prepare well enough for this as we're recording. We were just really excited to talk to you guys about what was, you know, the plan going forward for us. Um, but I mean, like regardless of all of our wants and desires, I am happy to see that at least the critics seem to really enjoy the movie. That mm-hmm. is uh definitely reassuring and uh, a nice change of pace. Like normally uh, with these DC movies, it's always the opposite where the critics pan it, but then like the fans like it or at least a portion of the fan base likes it. So yeah, 
Uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to get get to see it this week. What I'm excited about with this film is it feels like this is James Gunn's film. Yeah. Nothing about this looks like studio interference. Right. Like, this is James Gunn's film. This is what he wanted to do. This is what he wanted to bring to the table. It didn't seem like there was any meddling. They didn't note it to death. He basically is like, hey, here's my pitch for the movie. Here's what I would like to do with Suicide Squad. They like the pitch. They He wrote the script. They greenlit the script. They greenlit the movie. He went and he did it. That That's something that I'm like, we as fans should be thankful for for this time. Um, is that, hey, it, this seems this seems like this is 100% his film, whereas Suicide Squad, they, they greenlit David Ayer's script. They greenlit the movie, but they took the film away from him. Mm-hmm. They they shit can Joss Whedon. They shit can Zack Snyder. I don't know why I said Joss Whedon. They shit can Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah, don't, don't worry. They shit can him too. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of Zack Snyder, you know, as he was putting together Justice League. And look how great that film turned out to be. It's just like, why did, like, I don't get it. Like, there's so many iconic moments in that film. Um like I, I always go back to when 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 Barry, you know that when that music hits and Barry's trying to save the world and everything. Those uh, I'm I'm really look I'm really like I'm I'm looking I'm hopeful for some iconic moments in this film as well. Sorry, my phone was going off. I just hit that end button before you know. <laughs> so, um. Things we're looking forward to. Uh, we talked about James Gunn. We talked about characters we're looking forward to. Um, is there? I'm trying to think here. I just had it too. I, I, I'll mention something. I'm, I'm kind of hoping to see. I hope this ver this movie is not as reliant on licensed music, and I hope there's more original scores to go with it. Because like, I'll be honest, I can't name an original soundtrack from the the first Suicide Squad. It, it was all like licensed music. And don't get me wrong, I can be a sucker for licensed music every once in a while. But at the end of the day, I I want to hear what original compositions you have. I, I agree with you, but I like James. I know, and Gunn's... I know, I know this is yeah, this is a James Gunn movie. He he has a lot of music he's a fan of, but. I think, like he I has think a lot there's of deep a balance cuts. Like we can find. Like a lot of, I like a lot of his deep cuts, like Fox on the Run. Uh, you know, whenever he used any of the sweet music, uh, I'm trying to like, man, just I'm I, I'm like forgetting all the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm googling right now. Uh, I mean, you could literally just look up uh, greatest hits of the '80s, and you'll probably find a few of this of the music there. Hooked on a feeling. Um. Spirit in the Sky. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hooked on a Feeling, Spirit in the Sky. Uh, Come and Get Your Love. Like, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Uh, there, it's There's a lot of Rubber band good, man. deep cut tracks that are kind of like, but it, like, kind of like you've heard, like, how many times have we heard Spirit in the Sky, you know, in a movie? I mean, Apollo 13 comes to mind, but it works within the context of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 
So I'm hopeful that he has some weird deep cut tracks in it. But yes, I agree. I want to hear some some a, a great soundtrack because that's that's what DC does better than DC films do better than Marvel Image. You know, they just always have had just amazing soundtrack scores. I mean, Man of Steel, The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, BVS, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, like tons and tons of great films. Superman, I don't know why I forgot Superman, but just tons and tons of great deep cut I'm not, I don't know why I said cut, tons of deep cut tracks, but tons and tons of really great movie soundtracks. So um, I'm, I'm trying to find part two. So part two has Cheap Trick. It's got Sweets there. Fleetwood Mac. It also not had a lot of bangers. <laughs> um, Not as many. Two-minute voicemail. Good lord, people! Oh, you love to see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I agree with you. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, okay, I got a good one. This is what I wrote down. I forgot to bring it up. So, Rick, are, is there anything else we need to talk about when it comes to the Suicide Squad and previewing it? Then we talked about a lot of the stuff. I mean, really, we really haven't talked about like villain stuff because is Starro the villain? But isn't the weird dude with all the, like the brain stuff? Isn't he the villain? Isn't Amanda Waller the villain? Um, do we? Yeah, that's gonna but be interesting. The Suicide Squad, aren't they villains too? <laughs> so yeah, like technically, I think Starro is like the big threat that they had to deal with. It's like, but how did Starro get here? Why? Why is Starro destroying? A city like what? How did we get to this point? Did did uh did the brain guy do it? Did did Amanda Waller do it? Like what's going on here? <laughs> so that would be interesting to see. Um, I don't think there's really anything else to kind of to talk about in previewing the Suicide Squad. We talked about Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. We talked about you know Will Smith not coming back. We talked about James Gunn. I kind of want to end this episode with what does James Gunn do next? What DC film? Because it sounds like he's interested in doing another DC film. I don't think it'll be a Suicide Squad 3 movie per se. But what would you like James Gunn to do? I'll say it. I would die for a James Gunn directed Titans movie. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I would be cool with that. I, I don't know exactly what incarnation of the Titans they would have for it, but I think a like a younger team-focused movie w- would do pretty well. Um, Do you have a specific cast, like Nightwing, Robin, Superboy? Yeah. You would obviously need a, like a Robin or Nightwing. You need... Starfire, uh, I'd like to see Beast Boy in there. They probably wouldn't do Cyborg since he's already a part of the Justice League in this universe. If, if you want to go there. Uh, it'd be cool if they had Raven. I love seeing Raven. Um, at least at me, least those ones. You could probably also get a couple of other 
people from somewhere. Um, for me, I'd like to see him tackle an Injustice League movie. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah. Like, he, but it has to be, like, deep-cut villains. Like, I want to see, I want to see Clayface done by James Gunn. I want to see, I want to see, like, I want to do an Injustice League film, like him do an Injustice League film. Maybe, maybe I don't want him to do an Injustice League film. Maybe, maybe I want him to do a, like a Suicide Squad three, but with like deep cut villains like Clayface, Mad Hatter. Yeah. For the same token, like him doing an Injustice League film, like Lex Luthor, you know, getting Deadshot, Deathstroke, Joker, you know, those villains in the mix would be interesting to me. I think that he'd. I think he, he his strengths are finding the obscure characters and making you care about them and elevating those obscure characters to where you never to where like you didn't think you need them but you can't think but after you see them you're like you can't think about a world without them mm-hmm. right yeah absolutely. and so like so like that's why I'm like two minds of that it's like I like to see him do that kind of a film. I'd love to see him tackle Clayface. I'd love to see him tackle Mad Hatter or Black well, Black Mask, but uh um like Mr. Mitzelplex or uh Bizarro Superman or Brainiac or you know uh Cyborg Superman Eradicator, like something obscure, but like at the same time it's like there's uh, so many variations, so many options he could he could have or use going forward. I do think that he's gonna do another DC film. I know he's gonna do Guardians of the Galaxy three, and yeah, then he, it would he's, it would, he's already booked to do uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and the Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. But after that, I don't know because I I think the plan is they're eventually gonna like retire the Guardians. I don't know if they're gonna. He's gonna continue working with Marvel after that, or, or what the plan's gonna be. I'd love to see him do more DC movies, though, for sure. Yeah, he said it's like the fate, his most fate fun he's ever had directing the film. So I hope that translates into success for him. I hope that this film makes tons of money. It probably won't, just because it's rated R. They were still in this pandemic, Delta variant. Blah 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 blah. blah. But like I said, like it'd be so interesting to see him do uh, like I keep saying Injustice League, but I would I like a, that he can a, go deep a villain oriented team movie. <laughs> yes, like just imagine Lex Luthor, Black Manta, Ocean Master, the Joker, Deadshot, Deathstroke in a film. I like, see it. Of course you would. <laughs> Oh, that's the problem. Like, I'm not the one that they're uh, they're trying to appeal to. Like, I'm already sold on a lot of the right. concepts. <laughs> you gotta get the general audience in there. But I feel like uh, something like that could work. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it is just you. I don't know. I feel like if you put, like, a, a, a League of Villains together, I feel like that would draw some attention. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about? Well, there was there was some like DC news that popped up. You know, there's they've been shooting the Flash. Ben Affleck's gonna be back as the Batman in the Flash. We saw you know the updated Bat bike, Bat cycle, Bat pod, whatever you want to call that. But we really wanted to keep this episode 
based purely on the preview for the Suicide Squad. We have to record our part two commentary track for the Long Halloween part two. So we, but we just wanted to keep this very much about the Suicide Squad. So with that being said, episode 177 is done. Make sure that you are doing all that you can to listen, support this podcast. Make sure you follow, give it a like. On Facebook, make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter at Bat. Uh, almost said my Twitter at Shannon on Bat. Follow me on Twitter at Batman Shannon. You can listen listen to Kyle's YouTube. Watch his YouTube. I don't know. I said listen. I'm tired. It's been a long week. It's only Tuesday. You y'all can consume the content whatever manner you want, even as a liquid. <laughs> Because if because if you have to if consume it as a liquid, that means Kyle's punched your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't come to that. <laughs> so make sure that you're doing that. Make sure that you can follow Kyle on Twitter at Looting Kyle. And that's it. One seventy seven. Peace.